listening to 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. If you're a fan of the show, we really, really, really would appreciate it if you went to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribed at one of our two levels. If you just want to kick us a dollar a month, we'd appreciate that. If you want to send us a little bit more than that, you can join the 9ES Deluxe tier and get bonus episodes that we call garbage time as well as access to the show in advance on this week's garbage time we talk about uh, a jodorowsky movie and some godzilla versus kong talk but if you don't want to do that we still have the regular episode where we talk about the wwe hall of fame the sony store shutdown egypt mummy parades uh, the suez canal little nas x dmx and the podcast called you're wrong about all this and more on 90s sit back and enjoy the soothing sounds of us in your ears. So what we're saying is John and I should both do the entire podcast like Lemon Grab from Adventure Time. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. It's a funny prank. Uh, how, I mean, I guess other than migraine, how's everybody doing? Scott, you're recovering from not having COVID for the third time? Yep. Yeah, a bit of a bronchitis that I've been fighting for a little while. Got pretty phlegmy last week and I had to go in and get tested again. Do you have That's the second horrible. dose yet? No. No. That's Are you kidding? Quebec is man. They're Topsy very unorganized. Very unorganized. They 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 like their press conferences, but actually going to like do the work of organization and, and planning, mm-hmm. none of that happens. Well yeah, well, stupid province. You heard the like I mean, I guess not not really conspiracy theories, but just the, the theories surrounding so Phase three or phase four or whatever of the vaccination is people under 60, but including people with like health conditions. So now that we're at Montreal's at people under 60, like, well, they're already like 60 plus. The next phase should include people with health conditions. And there's the theory running around that the reason why they haven't started that phase yet is because they haven't really defined what the health conditions are. Nobody's had there's been no communication as to what that looks like and what health conditions apply. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, you know. Like what was it? Uh, Pat, I think, was doing is doing some some volunteer work or whatever, and was reading up on BC. And apparently in BC, uh, things like asthma or no, asthma didn't apply or Crohn's didn't apply. One of the two didn't apply, and they were like, okay, I guess that's that's it. But at least they communicated it. They put together a plan, and BC was like, here are the health conditions that will allow you to get vaccinated before uh, your like normal age group. Here they're like, do it later. <laughs> You know, I've I've completely tuned out of the whole thing. You know, like I I live in a tiny little bubble at home. Don't go out and see people. That's my life, and and just I don't I'm not tuned into the news. And I feel like I'll get an update when things are getting resolved. And until then, I have no expectation of of hearing anything. Did you ever listen to that uh, the that interview that was on the correspondent? Like the it was like a, a video interview or a podcast interview where there was a guy who disconnected completely and utterly from the news. And he went with that. <laughs> he was like, they were like, what about stuff like the pandemic and whatever? He's like, the really important stuff, I'll get it. He's like, do I need to know how many cases 
are like happening in my area every day? No, because I'm going to like stay home, only go out when I have to and wear a mask at all times. He's like the big like party of like, oh, everybody's vaccinated. You should get vaccinated. He's like, I'll I'll get that info. He's like, I might not be first in line to get vaccinated as a result because I won't be like mashing refest on the website. But she's like, he's like, I'll eventually get it. And, you know, the the payoff is I don't have the stress of finding out about every number of cases every day. I was like, "Hmm." I get it. Yep. There's a logic there. I get it too. I have coworkers. <laughs> I work in the hospital and I get it as well. I have coworkers who are like, that's their their idea of fun small talk. 976 today, Scott. How's it going? I'm like, oh my God, please stop. Please stop that. <laughs> 976 out of what are we in the province? 7 million? Just like that's that's their. I walk into work and the first thing they do is like, what yesterday's count was? You know, 57 people died. Like, uh, thank that. Oh God, Great. I haven't even had a coffee Thanks yet. For that. Awesome. Yeah. Oh man. It's so, uh, light, lighter news? Is there lighter news around? Derek, sure. Derek Chauvin, <laughs> his trial started today. Uh, that's not lighter news. We should move on from that. Who's Derek Chauvin? The, the guy who killed George Floyd. Oh, great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I, I, I tuned in briefly to the live thread and then kind of had that same reaction that we just talked about. Where I was like, no, my my mental capacity is not up with watching a live trial of a heinous hate crime. <laughs> just get out of here. And I was like, I just I would I couldn't handle or or I, what I couldn't handle thinking about is because apparently there's already been like rumblings and stuff of what the defense is. And whatever, and it's like, oh, he was the toxicology reports that he was like high or drunk or whatever else. And I was just sort of like, okay, cool. I was like, he literally could be on every drug. You don't just wait, wait, wait. How could he have a toxicology report? Didn't they just pick him up? Like, wait, but like post post mortem. Like, oh, but uh, no, 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 no. George Floyd. They're saying George Floyd was like high or drunk or whatever else like that at the time. So that was like his behavior was erratic. So it justified jamming your knee in the back of the guy's throat for 10 minutes until he died until he died yeah exactly i was like he could be on all the drugs that's not a good defense <laughs> like the footage is him just lying there and you slowly killing him uh, what else is there uh, and like fuck man anyway yeah that's a huge bummer i too. have other stuff but it's terrible segues so i don't want to talk about it just yet <laughs> uh I, I have i have a real bad segue <laughs> Do you want like oh bad segues? What else? Do we, that's all we got. Let's do it. Uh, my segue, and I'm going straight to hell. It's like speaking of dying, the uh, the PlayStation stores for the old systems are dying this summer. Yeah, Is yours yeah, worse than three, that? Mine, mine was the Hall of Fame for the WWE was finalized this year. Oh. It's going in. So but that's yeah. not even. You didn't even have a segue. Well, I mean combat i guess i don't know <laughs> it's bad <laughs> i mean they're dying in the ratings these days how it's true <laughs> that's that's facts uh you want to talk about sony or you want to talk about wwe hall of fame john <laughs> uh wwe hall of fame like i honestly care about the sony stuff a little less i mean it's this it's the ps3 store I, whatever well, well it's kind of oh well, and so we'll just touch on it really quick because the reason i wanted to talk about it is because it's kind of like a version of John's worst nightmare about digital stores, which is that you don't really own your games, right? And then right. they shut down the store and then there's kind of nothing you can do. And that was the initial uh, response 
to when they were saying that they were going to shut down the storefronts completely for Vita, PS3, and uh, PSP, which shocked me that PSP wasn't all the way done yet. Uh, People kind of like had that knee-jerk reaction of like, I'm not going to be able to like download the games I paid for. But then Sony made the big clarifying statement, which I thought was kind of interesting, where they were like, no, it's just the storefronts that are dying. If you go into your game, like your virtual library will still contain all of the games you bought and you can still download them. So that I sounds just that, like, incredibly expensive of Sony to keep functioning. Right. <laughs> I yeah. think it's because they probably still make some money selling the consoles or something. Uh, I, I'm sure that the other shoe will drop whatever in a year or two, but I still thought I think it was kind of like kind of unnecessary that I'm like, they're still going to keep these like servers full of games available just in case I'm like, Oh yeah. Tekken four. Well, (laughs) I'm not, I don't know, man. They could, they could probably backport these things and use the, you know, new servers to run all of those stores. But new stores, news, like it's still taking up space. Even if it's like well compressed cloud space on their space is not the problem. This is, we live, it's, it's like 2021. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Like it's like every PS3 game put together is probably what, like a terabyte or two. That's like a drop in the bucket. Like think back the the whole SNES library, every single game is less than a, less than a gig. Right. I know, I know. But but like that effect of the previous generation being exponentially less than is normal storage, that effect is only going to increase as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I hate to be evil corporation guy, but I would have been just like you have until May to download whatever you want to download and then it's done. Well, they're saying that you have until and hilariously, they're like you have until May or July or whatever it is to buy whatever you want to buy. So there's apparently like a rush currently which which is in the in that regard real smart for the evil corporation thing where they're saying like you won't be able to buy these games and one of the things where it clicks a bunch of people is there's a bunch of vita games uh especially vita rpgs because it was kind of like they were quick not quick because i mean they're rpgs there's a bunch of text but they were like ports from japan that only ever got ported onto the vita and that, like, they were, I saw this whole list of, they were like, here's games to buy before the sh- store shuts down. And it's like, and if you want to buy physical copies of them, because they were, like, low-run Atlas games from 10 years ago, the aftermarket is, like, $150 to buy this. But it's 20 bucks in the virtual <laughs> store. So <laughs> if you want to buy this game, buying it virtually is the way to go. <laughs> and it's like, it's 20 bucks. So I was like, in that regard, it's kind of a smart move from Sony being like, this is a last chance sale. We don't we're not going to adjust any of our prices, but like if you don't buy these games now, you're going to be what like hunting them down on eBay and shuffling through bins at Best Buy and well, EB Games or whatever. They're going they're going to put them all in digital download on the PS4 store, or the PS5 store. You know, like they could just make everybody buy the new systems to run these games in the future. Yeah, for some of them. But I mean, but that well, that's the other weird thing, too, is at least for the PS4, and I think I guess subsequently for the PS5, for the backwards compatibility, there's already some games that cross-play across all four of them, right? Like, like, well, not PSP, but like some games play on Vita, PS3, PS4, and PS5 already on one license. So... Really? Yeah. Hmm. Which is kind of (laughs) neat. Like, as opposed to (laughs) freaking Nintendo buy the game every time. Yeah, like, Andrew was telling me he's bought Man, like Nintendo hates their fans so much, and they get away with it. People don't <laughs> criticize them for that shit, or like, they do, but they just keep buying the games. Andrew has bought No Ocarina of Time something like five or six times. Like he's bought it more than Scott's bought Daredevil. <laughs> like 
it's just like, oh, yeah, I want to play it portable. Oh, just buy it again. Like, and I was like, why? Why do you keep buying it? You know, I've never played Ocarina of Time. It's real good. Mm. I'm sure it probably ages badly. Like that era, that era of polygons is the hardest to look at. Like, yeah, the SNES era aged way better than those. Yeah. Yeah, 32-bit, like, OG, Playsta- OG PlayStation probably aged... Oh, no, OG Dream... Not Dreamcast. Saturn. Saturn aged the worst. Because remember, Saturn couldn't do uh, transparencies. So it just, like, had to do this weird, like, mesh effect over... <laughs> anything that was supposed to be see-through was just, like, a cross-hatched mesh that you could kind of yeah. see through because it could not handle transparencies. So... That one's probably aged the worst. But yeah, old polygon stuff, like, yeah, you can go back and play Final Fantasy VI, and it's like, it's fine. You go back and play Final Fantasy VII, and you're like, Cloud is a cylinder with three triangles on top. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm. Old wrestling games. Yeah, freaking... <laughs> Walter always wanting to play NWO No Mercy or whatever. <laughs> Just like, get out of here. Stop yeah. it. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, that was the Sony shutdown st- shutdown thing that I kind of want to say that I thought that it was, I mean, I guess to John's point, it is kind of trivial, but I thought that it was a somewhat surprising move expecting them to just say, load up your hard drives and whatever you have on shutdown day is what you have and screw yourself. But no, apparently if you have anything, uh, that you bought, but didn't download, which is uh, at least in the short term, I think, and, and I'm using air quotes, nice move because yeah. they they don't really have to they could have just been like screw yourselves like yeah. who's in the hall of fame scott i totally undisconnected from it oh really yeah oh, man I, uh, I i have such a hard time watching wwe like it's uh me too but i like the old stuff so this is like right up my alley yeah, you're like the target um, market for the hall of fame all i know is that weirdly sean waltman's going to be a three-peat in the friggin thing or two. Yeah. yeah it'll be a three time. Well, so there was no induction last year. So they're doing a double in mm-hmm. double class this year. So from 2020, the people they uh, were going to induct and had announced last year, uh, John Bradshaw Layfield, not, not terrible. Not my favorite. That's probably a hall of very good in my eyes. Uh, but, yeah. He gets there. I think just for towing the company line so long. Uh, the fact that he's still an announcer, you know, and, and um, still he had one moment, and helps. it was when he held up his hand for ten minutes, <laughs> and <laughs> balloons fell for ten minutes, and um, fireworks went off. That was his. That was the greatest moment of JBL. Yeah, uh, the British Bulldog, the David Boy Smith. That's a pretty good one for a guy who had a career uh, that he was able to reinvent himself as the same character over and over again. It's pretty pretty awesome. Still gets still a little hollow. Very good though. It's true. He never held a, a big belt. So yeah, he was like I think IC was as high as he got, and he was absolutely on the on the coattails of the Hart family his entire career. Yeah, uh, and uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, who definitely should be there. That's, well, that's yeah, like because they're now trying to market themselves as the Wrestling Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, he was an eleven-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. He just kept winning the belts. Yeah, and he also put in his time in WCW as part of that um, light uh, cruiserweight division that really made WCW watchable in the '90s. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> and <laughs> the other people that are going in, 
are the New World Order, the four main guys, Hogue, Nash, Hall, and Sean Waltman. Mm-hmm. Sean Waltman, sure, but he was there for a lot of it, so. Yeah, it's it's just weird that he will be... It's a, that this makes him a two-time Hall of Famer, right? Or yeah, he's in he already with CX. CX, and he hasn't gone in on his own yet. <laughs> he hasn't, and Hogan has, Nash has, and Hall has all on their own. But uh, Sean Waltman's going in as a second member of a group. Yeah, that's it. I don't, is, I don't hate that. It's weird though, because again, Walt, Waltman is himself also a Hall of Very Good, like. Absolutely, he, absolutely, he did the work. But I'm like, did he have a Hall of Fame career? It's the Guy Carbono thing. Sean Waltman is Guy Carbono. <laughs> like, and the last, the last member of the 2020 group is the Bella Twins, who were no, also uh... no, 2020. Oh yeah, you're okay. You're doing the refresh on the 2020. Yeah. Yes, the, yeah, Bella the celebrity Twins. inductee is Shatner, which is fine. He's done a bunch of stuff, yes, including guest really? host and yeah. William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. Wow. Isn't he like he 90? likes wrestling? Yeah. He's like eighty. He, he likes wrestling. And he Good Canadian boy, Bill uh, Shatner. Titus O'Neil is getting honored for his charity work. She's done so a whole bunch of the Warrior Award or whatever. Warrior Award. Yeah. Yeah. And then 2021 class, uh, Molly right. Holly. Yeah, that's the one I thought. I was I like, like that's it. that's good. Especially yeah. considering how much of an impact she's had, like being one of the head female trainers in the last like ten years which has been like the best 10 years of female wrestling ever. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the Great Collie. Hey, you got to sell tickets in India somehow, man. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, ooh, man. This is his, his accolades. One-time world heavyweight champion. Yeah. 2008 Slammy Award winner for the damn moment of the year. Damn. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame there. Because he's famous in a big country. Exactly. He's famous in a country with over a billion people in it, and a billion people buy the network. Yep. That's that's a rough that's a rough induction. Yeah. I don't like that one at all. No. Um, Rob Van Dam. Who? Mr. Monday Night. Yeah. One time WWE champion. One time ECW champion, six time Intercontinental champion, four time hardcore champion, one time European champion, one time tag champion, two time world tag champion, one time oh, ECW no. world television champion, two time here, two time world tag team champion, got it, one time ECW television champion, two time ECW tag champion, and the 2006 Money in the Bank winner. He invented the term Mr. Money in the Bank. Yep. He was Mr. Money Night. Yeah, RVD is like without a doubt a Hall of Famer. Kind of surprised he's not in what didn't go in sooner. I guess because of Hot. Yeah, yeah. And the next (laughs) two are like like super locks, like Hall Hall of Fame tip-top guys. Kane. Yeah, RV. He he put in the work. He's done more television matches than any other wrestler in WWE history. He's been on TV the most than... Mm-hmm. wrestling more than anyone else. He's like a 20-time tag champion. Nine-time world, two-time WWE tag champion. Mm-hmm. And one-time WCW tag champion. So, yeah, 13, 12, 12 tag titles. Yeah. Only yeah. one-time WWE champion. Yeah, one-time that's it. Well, I mean, he, champion. 
yeah, he had a hard time ever being a single, like a, a singles threat, right? He was never really credible as a singles competitor. I mean, he was. They just he never needed it to get over at the crowd. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. It's like it's one of those things. Well, I mean, especially with that gimmick, right? Like because. You're playing Undertaker's little brother as the gimmick, and Undertaker is that gimmick is not really attached to belts as much as you think it would, right? Like if you look at yeah. Undertaker's career, he has like a fraction of the belts of someone like a Triple H or an Edge or whatever, because you don't need to be like a championship belt wearer when you're like, I'm a spooky immortal grave wizard. I have and then if you're powers. like <laughs> exactly, and if you're the little brother of the spooky immortal grave wizard, you also kind of like disqualify yourself from championship material because you can just like show up and kidnap someone's wife or whatever as a storyline yeah his his accolades are crazy there, there's so many of them he must still come close to all-time eliminations or no because they raced uh lesnar up right so i think lesnar might have passed them in all-time rumble eliminations no it's still kane at 46 lesnar must lesnar, be close now. he was close he's right behind them and if he does one more he'll probably do it and he's yeah. also appeared in 20 royal rumble matches which is yeah. crazy yeah, exactly. I mean, Les- Lesnar's way better. He's like eliminated like 30, 40 guys with like three Rumbleman matches. Uh, uh, and the last guy to go in, like, again, true Hall of Famer, kind of weird to see it happen, but Eric Bischoff. Yeah, that's 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 also fully a we want to be the wrestling Hall of Fame, so we need to acknowledge this. Right. <laughs> and I mean, even his WWE stuff, I really, really liked. Yeah, even recently, that's it's so weird. Also, because he's like, is like he was on AEW like two weeks ago, like yeah. Real. <laughs> so he and you heard about the podcast thing too, eh? Um, Stone Cold and Jericho. Yeah, and like in the Jericho, the the Stone Cold podcast is like WWE Network adjacent, right? Like they they've done ads for it and all that stuff, and it's yep. like, yeah, well, I mean. I mean, do it. Get the biggest star of the other company on your show. Every time, you should always do that. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, and AEW is they they. I mean, how much of it is talk or how much of it isn't? But like, they're they're down to play ball with like rentals from the other company, like for sure, because they don't. They know the other company is the bigger one, and it's going to put eyes on them. Exactly. <laughs> so they'll and, they'll do tradesies and and do something like well, Omega's yeah. like anytime Triple H anytime. You know, like right. Uh, they do that with uh, Impact and NWA already, and AAA, and AAA, and and JPW. Right. Yeah. Moxley did a tour in Japan. Moxley did a tour in Japan, and Kenta showed up on uh, Dynamite to uh, slam Omega. Right. Oh well, to to knock Omega out of the way, but also to get at Moxley because because of the travel ban, he was like, Moxley's been dodging me. so he's like i showed up here so yeah that's it like AEW is playing ball with anybody who will show up oh man grabbing the nwa people was just so smart for them when nwa was on hiatus yeah they're just like serena deeb thunder rosa yeah come on go Go especially considering how how weak their ladies roster is yeah my injury and stuff do you remember awesome kong she was with them yeah, for people's like, hair. Like ten seconds. Yep. Mm. What else is happening in the news? Did you oh did you see the link I sent this morning? No. About the parade of uh of the parade of the queens and kings of Egypt. 
What? They they toured mummies around, right? Is that well, they didn't tour mummies around. It was so they had to transport them. So there apparently there are twenty two of them had to move. Eighteen kings slash pharaohs, uh, four queens slash pharaohinas, I believe is the term. Jesus, Farinas? <laughs> Farinas? Dennis Farina? Um, so they had to go from like an old museum to a new museum one way or the other. So, cause they were like changing facilities. So a, like a bunch of the thing, they had to do build these like special trucks with like crazy suspensions and like somehow they were like floating or whatever, something with liquid nitrogen. And they had to also like put down brand new pavement, uh, on the like, 20 miles or whatever separating the two things and they drove it like five miles an hour so they had to transport it anyway but then i guess partially because it was pandemic and i guess maybe partially just because like why not <laughs> they made like a giant procession out of it but it looks super weird if you watch any of the clips because like it's still pandemic so there's like no one around so there's like marching bands and like it's well lit and there's like dancers and stuff but there's no fans on the like sidelines like they're just doing this to nothing as they like parade these 22 trucks each containing the mummified remains of a pharaoh like i was like this is some indiana jones shit right here (laughs) uh at one point they sent the the um you know i am ozymandias king of kings so that's ramses the second at one point they sent his mummy to paris to have mm-hmm. restoration done on it mm-hmm. and paris treated like they're like okay so what do we do to protect this thing obviously they have to do like top level security for it it's like one of the priceless historical artifact so they gave him the same like official welcome and security detail that they would give to any head of state <laughs> But it's just and, a corpse. But, but it's but it's like the mummified corpse of of Ramses II. Yeah, I think that that was kind of what like I guess like the Egyptian tourist board and stuff was doing it as they were like they were like this is a procession like worthy of the kings and whatever. Right. And then it's super funny too because apparently like some of the more superstitious people in Egypt have uh, drawn line to the various mishaps that have befallen Egypt. Like there was the derailment. Uh, what was it a week ago that like killed twenty people? And then there was. The evergreen tra- uh, boat trapped in the Suez yep. Canal. That oh, they're man, like, we didn't talk about that. We didn't. Wow. It happened after the recording. But anyway, what so there's is some there people, to say? You know, so like, it's a mummy curse, though. What there is to say is that it's a mummy curse because they're moving the mummies. That's the thing to say? Yes. It's, it is my favorite global catastrophe in such a very, very long time. How come? Nobody because died. It's hysterical. Because cool. nobody died. Because it was a giant boat that's almost as tall as the CN Tower that just got twisted sideways, and no one knew what to do. It took what six days to free it. it that just so good. Everything about it made me feel elated. I read this um, this big thing talking about how complicated hydrodynamics are, and how like we all think it's like a thing that is a solved problem, but it's not and and they they like they like sometimes they just don't know how ships are going to react when when something like that happens like it's very 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 shallow there there's an enormous yep. amount of pressure from the boat on top and uh crazy shit happened yep oh, and that like and the the worst is someone was like uh like they they they've bought new tugboats to help avoid this in the future people are like what that's all you're doing and they're like 
yeah, that's literally the only thing you can do is get other boats to bump around the boat when it starts drifting off course. Like, like yes, look how narrow it is. It's the canal is literally like four or five hundred meters wide. You know, like if we're gonna be allowing boats this big to drive down it, there's not much else you can do other than have little bumpy boats that try to nudge it into position. Because like from the reports, they were like the the captain and crew, whatever. Like basically, while trying to do everything they could to avoid it like knew it was going to happen like almost hours before it happened because it starts drifting and then they're like we're not everything we're doing is not correcting it and then it was slowly like eep, you know maybe not hours but like it was a a good stretch of time because it happened like super slowly and it's a super big thing that they were just like well we're drifting sideways like the slowest jackknife in the world you know because it's like what four city blocks long like imagine trying to steer that thing 400 meters long right so, jeez. That's, that's I mean, maybe four. don't make boats that big, but then, I don't know, globalization. Yep. <laughs> Every time they sold a satellite picture of all the other boats just waiting around going, man, Africa's really big. We don't want to go around that. Yeah. So the the, the traffic jam of other shipping boats was kind of hilarious, too. Yeah. Where it's it hilarious. stops being hilarious is the tens of thousands of animals that were on that ship. Oh, that no. most of whom are starving to death. Like they're supposed to keep something like 25% more than the um, expected transportation time worth of food. But apparently mm. it's like a thing. They just never, ever keep that much food. And even if they had that extra buffer, seven days, eight days is way more than, than ever they would need to go through. Mm-hmm. Why, are we, why are we transporting so many animals? Where are they going? Seriously. <laughs> That's a serious question. <laughs> what, what part of the world is just like, hey, we're going to get the cows to you because we know you can't have them there? None. I mean, you the cows how many everywhere. people are choosing vegetarianism these days? Well, right, but oh, there's, a th- there's a thing about transporting have... food is usually it's food and it's dead. Like, I can see the food spoiling, but the alive animals, I am very interested in why there were so many live animals being transported. I'm pretty sure you'd kill the meat, pack the meat, and then ship it. Then I could see the meat spoiling on those boats, which, by God, that would have been gross. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that's my favorite disaster. My second favorite disaster uh, of the last two weeks was Little Nas X. Oh, yeah. That was some good, good stuff. You heard DMX is in a coma. Oh. Yeah, DMX is in a coma? Yep, from overdose. Overdose, and apparently overdose. he's gone, and they're they're just like struggling to decide to turn him off. Did this just happen? Two days ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did he overdose on? Drugs, crack. Right, but Pretty I'm sure just it saying crack. it could be like oxy though. Like I'm wondering if it's part of the opioid crisis or if it's just DMX partying too hard. Like, there's other things. There's multiple yeah. ways you can overdose in America now, guys. It's not always crack. Sometimes you overdose on the things doctors give you. That's a good, that's a good. So, so in the stuff that I read, people were talking about crack, but somebody else said that he had been either arrested or hospitalized for an oxy overdose. So it's a good point. It might be, it might be that. Like crack is kind of the like. The, the, I mean, it was his go-to, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, let's, let's not, yeah. I mean, 50 years old, jeez. Like, not that old, but pretty old to be doing crack. Like, especially when you're an otherwise successful, like... It might be a lifetime commitment, you know? There's... 
Steam X. I guess, I guess so. But that's a downer. Little Nas X, on the other yeah. hand, is some some right wing trolling. If I ever saw, if I, I don't ever even know see. who that is. What's the story? Yes, you do. Old you Town Road. Gonna take my horse down the Old Town Road. Gonna ride till I can't ride no more. We've talked about it on this show, in one <laughs> ear, out the other. Yeah, it has like a I mean, hundred million YouTube views. Yeah, when we last checked in with Little Nas X on this show, country music uh, fans everywhere. Uh, we're getting real upset that his song was on the Billboard Top 40 of country music, even though it had some hip-hop in it, if you might remember that story. Mm. People were like, but he raps. It's not country. And he's, But they're like, but the rest of it's a country song, so it's country. And, uh, yeah, people got mad that uh, he got on the Billboard Top 40 country with his uh, Old Town Road song. That was, about, what, about a year or two ago? Like two years ago now, man. Yeah. That song is anyway, old. not to be outdone, he's back so, with Moretto. Seriously, and, John, you don't know Lil Nas X? This is killing me. <laughs> not paying attention to him. Nope. So, so he was I feel playing like this like, is fair, though. We talked at the beginning, but I'm sure John, we did John talk about it. John doesn't know about the numbers of COVID in the city he's in. Why would he know about American rapper Lil Nas X? This is pre-pandemic stuff, though. He's mm, like, I don't the, think he was paying much attention to American rap. Do I pay attention to rap in general? Like, or do I just do my eyes glaze over and I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, but to Old Town Road because he's a guy who had, you know, no career, was playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption, decided he was going to make a country song, rapped about a country song, but he made his song only two minutes long. Uh, he found his his beats on like SoundCloud or something. Yeah. Free with attribution. Made the song, took off on YouTube, became a huge hit. Country music people like Nashville pushed back saying this is not a country song. And everyone's like, why? And they all like really quietly said, he's black. And really loudly said, it's, wow. trap. it's trap music. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, big time. He counteracted cool. by then having, releasing an extended version of it with Billy Ray Cyrus and was like, it's definitely country now. It has Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> in it. Uh, the music video is outstanding, especially the, the Billy Ray Cyrus version. It's mm-hmm. got cameos with everyone. Uh, then after that really, really met the peak of its popularity he came out so not only is he a young black country western rapper he's also gay and like tennessee was just like why do you keep doing this to us what did we do wrong and everyone else stood up and they're like they sat down and 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 pretended not to see anyone um and uh yeah two weeks ago he released his new music video (laughs) that's good (laughs) It's something. Well, he gives Satan a lap dance. <laughs> he gives Satan a lap dance. He, yep. gives, he gives. He gives. There's multiple things that happen before that. He's kind of like tempted in a Garden of Eden scene, and then sort of slides down a stripper pole into hell, and then gives Satan a lap dance. Uh, and right wing conservatives like exploded about this. One of the funniest things you'll ever see is uh, Rudy Giuliani trying to describe what happens in the video without actually saying anything inappropriate. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is just like I was like, this is what the world is coming to. And uh, and these are these are people who have spent all of 2021 saying cancel culture is bad. Can we please not cancel amazing. people for doing awful stuff anymore? Amazing. Just just because you said, hey, you know, being conservative is like being a Jew in in Germany in 1939. You can't cancel Man, me. And then he does this video, and they're just like, um, can we not think of the children? Why is nobody doing anything about this? 
It's so good. One of the one of the best memes I saw coming out of it, and they were just sort of like, if watching Lil Nas X videos for Moretto turned your son gay, just like show him the video for WAP and turn him back, because that's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are you? What is anybody talking about? It's a music video. Uh, and then there's also some. Oh, he, he got a lot of clap back, just being like, you know, you won children over with Old Town Road, and now the, you know they've subscribed to your channel and they're watching this. And he's like, uh, Old Town Road talks about d- drinking a lot of lean and cheating, like you know, actually cheating on my significant other. Like, why would you letting your children listen to that? Yes, exactly. Have you have you listened to the lyrical content of country music? It's not exactly about like chaste, like well living people. Like for the most part, it's about like drinking and getting laid, and going out on the Chattanooga. Uh, also, I guess tangentially to Lil Nas X, uh, him and uh, Mischief Shoes are in uh, legal battles with Nike, which yeah. is also also kind of hilarious. So Lil Nas X is the official spokesperson of their. Uh, Satan shoe, which contains a drop of human blood, and is like a black repurposed uh, Nike Jordan. So Nike is sending them a cease and desist because they were like, we're, we don't associate with this. It has it's negative and blah 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 and whatever else. And you, know, I read that and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. They're kind of like selling them with the swoosh. And then mischief is like, oh, but it's a repurposed piece of art or whatever. Weirdly though, we did a Jesus shoe last year and you said nothing about it. And we sold a thousand of them. And like to a, all oh. people, <laughs> so we did that with the swoosh and everything, and sold the Jesus shoe. And you let us get away with it with artistic license. You're clearly license. okay with this. Yeah, you're clearly okay with us selling things and using it as artistic license, as like repurposing it, and like, and also like in shoe culture, like custom repurposed Jordans is a thing that people do. Like they buy the Jordan, and then they have an artist like redo everything from the ground up and sell it for a gazillion dollars. That's a thing. But now they're like no, Nike would never associate themselves with a Satan shoe. You have to make sure it doesn't look like a Nike shoe. And you're like, but it was fine when it was a Jesus shoe. <laughs> yep. Also, you, you can't stop someone from selling something, something they, they bought. bought. <laughs> yeah, and then turned it in. Well, and exactly, and selling it as an art piece, too. They're not selling it as a, like, on the Nike website or whatever. Like, it's just, yeah, there's... Zion Williamson wearing them for his next game. Yeah, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Miley Cyrus was seen wearing a pair, but but yeah, exactly. That's the other thing too, right? It'd be like saying you can't sell a used car because you're not Chevrolet. <laughs> like, there's... how dare you say you've got Chevy trucks on on your used car lot? <laughs> One of them has the devil painted on the roof. <laughs> yeah, uh, just some um, a, a plus trolling all around by Lil Nas X in the last couple of weeks. Good work. Oh. Also, conservatives, some... conservatives again being tricked into burning their Nikes is amazing. <laughs> Just, again, like, you, you did the Kaepernick commercial, burn my shoes. Okay, enough time's gone by. I bought a new pair. Burn them again. Nike Double made shoes. a Satan shoe. <laughs> so insane. Uh, I feel that if you're if you're gonna be Lil Nas X, like be the best Lil Nas X you can be. <laughs> like just. Just lean into everything and let the hate pour over you like warm honey. Right. I mean, he's 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 been alive like before he was born. South Park was out. He's he's only lived in a world with South Park in it. <laughs> That's amazing. How oh, how can you be mad at him for taking these lessons we've taught him for his entire life? <laughs> True story. Right. 
he was he was like not even in kindergarten when bigger longer uncut came came out yeah. and that had saddam hussein sleeping with satan <laughs> as as a couple exactly like which is so weird i mean i don't i don't know i just I, I guess i just don't not to say i don't understand america like i understand america and the people profiting off of like making sure that the divide between like conservatives and liberals is as big as possible because they profit off of it but like i remember and in tech, yeah it wasn't satan but like do you remember the 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 methods of mayhem video for get naked where it was just about all of them being naked and dick jokes and like all yep. of like uh basically everything Limbiscuit did which is a, also a dick joke where i was like all that stuff is 20 years ago i'm like how is a, a man or any of the tenacious d videos where dave Grohl pre-features prominently as satan <laughs> like how is a man giving a lap dance to a dude in satan prosthetics like outrageous to anybody in 2021 like it's so weird and if it is outrageous, just tell your like, like parent, don't like slam the guy. Like I'm pretty sure '80s metal bands have been throwing Satan up on their art for a long time. Well, do you remember <laughs> you the like... little the tag that said this album contains uh, offensive lyrics? Yeah. And how that was like the biggest form of advertising that there is. You know, the surest way to get kids to buy your stupid disc is to put that tag on it. Hundred percent. You don't think this is all a work? I mean Rudy Giuliani though. Also the be- also someone uh John Oliver. John Oliver I mean again he could be in on it, who knows. Yeah. Uh John Oliver was making made the great joke about like Rudy Rudy Giuliani navigating around the fact that he doesn't know what a lap dance is when he's almost featured receiving one in an Oscar nominated film right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh so tangent uh recommendation. There's a podcast called You're Wrong About that goes into two-part in-depth uh, analysis of Tipper Gore and the parental advisory explicit lyrics mm-hmm. um, mm. thing of the 80s that I highly, highly recommend because they are both very well-researched and completely hysterical. You're, it's called You're Wrong About? You're Wrong About. Mm. And the rest of the show is pretty good, but then, man, these two episodes, they really, really shine. And the other thing I want to talk about is... Um, on Facebook, Mark Lichtenfeld, friend of the of, of all of us here, uh, had a meme up that said like a bunch of metalheads protecting little Nas X from conservatives. <laughs> just, just like yeah, yeah, they've done that before. They they did it forty years ago. Yeah, we've but, we've been there. But I guess I watched that documentary uh, about Britney Spears, the the thing that came out a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> And by watch that, I mean it was on in the house while Sarah was doing something. Sarah was watching it, and I, like, picked up parts of it. And, I mean, like, I guess, like, the only thing about that whole, like, it, that it's not a work is that it is a work to sell Christian records. Or, like, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, you have to get all the way probably against these to sell the other records. Because, like, I was watching that Britney Spears thing, and it was, like, it's so crazy that she was making the music that she was making and the videos she was making and like wearing what she was wearing and dancing the way she was dancing. And then was like, I'm a girl in my early twenties dating Justin Timberlake and we're waiting until marriage. And you're like, what? You know, cause that was how to sell records in the deep South and like Midwest and at Walmart was, you had to absolutely be like, yep. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, like, you know, woman's body, woman's choice. It could absolutely be the case, but it's so like, the mixed messaging that they were just fine with, like, absolutely, you can have 
her like talking about like just like the thinnest veiled euphemisms for sex in her song but as long as she says she's waiting until marriage you're like good you're like towing you're towing the conservative line here somehow and you're like what are you talking about like mixed messages much like next level hypocrisy uh don't be famous if you can't handle being famous and it's 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 not easy i guess but also uh, yeah navigating the stuff to sell uh again just the whole satan thing we've been there as western civilization we have done this it wasn't that long ago there's video footage of it we we took iron maiden to court over and over and over again they ozzy osbourne we, we did it all dungeons and dragons just, just good lord. <laughs> get get over it. Like, stop trying to make it a talking point. It would have gone away so much faster if everyone had just been quietly offended. I mean, I didn't hear about the video if it wasn't for the offense. And then I was like, what is all this? Like, it popped up in my feed. This, I guess because of my uh, alerts and stuff is the shoe thing showed up before the video thing for me. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that makes sense <laughs> somehow. I was like... Uh, and then yeah, then I then I watched the video thing, and it was yeah, it was delightful. Yeah. Um, speaking of delightful, I watched a documentary that was delightful. Did you know? I did. It was a joy to watch, and the only downside is that somehow there isn't more footage available about the subject in question. I watched the documentary called Clash at Class Action Park about. Oh. Action park. Oh, action park. Yeah. About exactly about infamous New Jersey uh, um, attraction. Amusement park. <laughs> it was like park. amusement park. Was it amusement? Right. Set the story up. What is the body count of Action Park? I think it's not as high as you think. I think it's. I don't know. More than none. <laughs> yes, it's more than. None. <laughs> That's. So the, okay, so it's also it could be higher than reported. So the, the 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 lowest number of deaths is six. There have been at least six deaths associated with Action Park. And how long was it running for? Uh, in its like hey three day. days. <laughs> it was uh running from seventy eight to ninety six. Okay. So eighteen years. Eighteen years, yeah. But in terms of injuries, though, like injuries, oh my, like they, they go, the the documentary kind of goes ride by ride, <laughs> like <laughs> introducing the ride and then like talking about how how dangerous it is. Uh, and like they they start off with the uh, the cannonball loop, which I think I, I talked about this with John uh, at d and D the other day. The cannonball loop was a uh, an enclosed water slide that was just a super steep drop and an actual loop the loop. For a water slide. For a water slide. <laughs> Which is friction cannot be accounted for from one person to the next. Yeah. So and, but and everybody kind of talks about it how it was mostly always closed. <laughs> like even when you went there, it was like a ride so dangerous that Action Park was like no. And that once they actually built it, it was so intimidating that no one wanted to ride it even on the employees to test it. So the owner <laughs> was just handing out hundred dollar bills to any of the idiot kids who worked there who would go down it. Um, talk about the teeth. That 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 oh, yeah, still the disturbs me. So, <clears throat> what happens is, is when you hit the loop, the loop. As Scott said, you don't necessarily uh, can't account for different weights, different speeds, different frictions. So what would often happen 
is unless you were the perfect weight, like the perfect weight you'd whip through and actually have no problems. There was like, there were people who rode, rode it and were like, it was fine. But if you were too light or too heavy, your speed would often kind of like, while you're upside down and friction should hopefully be, uh, or I guess centrifugal force should hopefully be like pressing you to the roof of the loop as you're going down, you'll decelerate too much on the way up and then you kind of like fall chest first and then smack yourself kind of on the roof and then fall down the hole and then come out. And it sucks. <laughs> it just sounds so awful. Imagine you're like in the pitch black going down, you're like, huh? and then you're like kind of weightless, and then you just get like smashed in the chest. Even the worse, and... even worse, imagine you don't slide down. You just lie there going, I don't want to move. Well, that that was also part of it, is that occasionally happened too, is you'd like drop on the apex of the thing and then people would be like scared. So they actually had to install like a, a, an extrication hatch on the top and someone had to go up in a ladder, open up a little hatch and you could climb out that way. Because people like were so disoriented, they wouldn't even know which way to go, like left or right or whatever. Like you're just in the dark, in pain. Okay, uh, the teeth. So yeah, so to, to, help, to help smooth that over, they laid padding on the like on the lower part of the apex of the loop the loop so that when you inevitably like fell off from the centrifugal force giving out you would hit padding instead of just hitting tube <clears throat> and then they were like so people were still getting like banged up and bruised and kind of coming out hurt but it was way less bad than when they were just hitting other tube but then after a couple successful air quotes on successful successful runs uh, people started coming out with like scratches and lacerations on their body and they were like how is this happening it's just padding and tube there's nothing in there that should be scratching like they're checking bolts they're checking whatever see if something's come loose they go in through the extrication hatch and go and take a look at the padding and so many people like fell and like smashed their chins and busted their teeth open there were bits of teeth and stick like stuff in the padding that then you would slam into people's teeth it would rip rip your flesh open, and then you go shooting out the bottom. People's teeth would cut you. <laughs> That's fucking horrible. So yeah, so by the time, like the last couple of runs of it, um, had the process of even getting onto this thing involved getting weighed, hosed down with cold water for a while, instructed on to remove all their jewelry, and carefully instructed on exactly how to maintain your position when you went through it. So if you were, like, anywhere on the wrong weight side or whatever else, they wouldn't let you in. They had to remove all jewelry, obviously. Like, can you imagine a, a nipple piercing or something on this nonsense? And then they would, like, hose you down in ice-cold water to try to, I guess, like, lower your own friction and then, like, shoot you in the hole. And uh, there, you can find, like, footage of it. Uh, like, I think it was in, like, 20, 2014 video footage of it appears. I love it. Video footage that appears to show riders going down the cannonball loop was unearthed and published online. Like, you see people go down the hole and you see people coming out. But everyone's like, maybe it's edited. <laughs> like, because <laughs> you have no idea if someone's actually going down that nonsense or not. So that's the cannonball loop. And which is just one of them and they're like it's absolutely the scariest looking and had injuries associated with it but then they move over to the alpine slide which first of all i was like oh it's one of those little things where you ride uh like a little like sled kind of down a concrete uh thing like you you see them in those Dis uh, not disney sesame street videos you see people like happily riding yep. those little things down I've, I've been on those there were a couple in like burlington or 
Yeah. Hampton uh, Beach. Uh, apparently there's, yeah, like there's the Alpine Coasters. It, this thing is, this place has been reopened now as a much more normal uh, park. <laughs> and apparently like it has been replaced by a safe version of this. But first of all, the Alpine Slide was is 2,700 feet long. So it's like a full kilometer Alpine Slide that descends the, like the mountain underneath the, the stair, eh, underneath the chairlifts. And a couple of things about this one is, first of all, when they talk about the like the injury count, the guys were like, yeah, on a busy summer day, you're talking like 40, 50, not necessarily serious injuries, but like 40, 50 people would probably have like scraped, scraped something off their arm or whatever, leg, something like 40 or 50 people getting some degree of hurt per day on this nonsense. And everyone's like, do it. Uh, also, it rode up underneath the the chairlifts, and apparently a lot of people would just go and, like, knock their sleds off the chairlift onto the slide. So, like, other people's sleds might hit you as you're riding down, because you're in New Jersey. <laughs> and they would they would spit. Uh, and spit Constantly. on you. Yep. Yeah. I love also they're like... The the stick was supposed to control the sled speed in practice offered just two options, extremely slow and a speed described by one former employee as death awaits. So you either and then you were like the the shoots of the sleds were made of concrete fiberglass and asbestos, which led to serious abrasions. The riders took even mild falls. This was not helped by the fact that riders tended to wear, be wearing bathing suits because it's otherwise a water park. Oh, amazing. Uh, oh, man. And, and there's, park? there's video footage of people wiping out on that thing. Like as the, you imagine John, try to picture um, someone going down an inner tube run with like way too many people on that inner tube and you know, it gets bouncy too much and then everyone wipes out mm-hmm. except the run is concrete and fiberglass and they're not on a bouncy describing... inner tube and they're, they're on like a zippy carp magic carpet thing. Yeah. They just bounce and wipe out and hit the edges and like go flying. It looks so bad. One of uh, one of the other deaths experienced at this was at a ride called the Kayak Experience, and you're like, wait, what? How did the Kayak Experience cause deaths? So it was an imitation whitewater uh, course that used submerged electric fans. So frequently the kayaks tipped Uh-oh. over and people had to try to get them to remedy the situation. And in 1982, a man died after trying to get back into his kayak and touching the wiring of the fans because they were just, you know, underwater electric fans that I think were not correctly insulated or anything. Hooray. The skate park is one of the also like it, it's it's a footnote on the the, the nonsense of Action Park. But uh, the skate park, they're like a skate park briefly existed near the ski school area, uh, the, but was closed after a single season due to poor design because they didn't know how to make a skate park because these are just idiots. <laughs> so the bowls were separated by pavement, which in many cases did not meet the edges, meet the edges smoothly. Good Lord. <laughs> so just anybody skateboarding would just like hit the lip and bail and not, like get badly hurt. Uh, former park employee Tom Fergus was quoted in the magazine Weird New Jersey as saying the skate park was responsible for so many injuries in such a short period of time. We covered it up with dirt and pretended it never existed. <laughs> Everyone's like, cool, skateboarding. And they're just like, it's a badly designed skate park. So everybody's just bailing out. Uh <clears throat> But was the, oh yeah, bumper boats too. This is the, the story uh, sounds great. But was the was the documentary itself any good? I mean, it's pretty good. Like they they have a lot of people who went there. They they dig up a 
I think almost all the old footage that exists of it gets used at some point in time from like the various commercials. Uh, MTV uh, did one of their like headbanger balls uh, there in like 82 or 83. And they talked to a lot of people who worked there as employees and kids and which is the whole other thing too is they were like yeah it was just a bunch of kids essentially running this place and i think the most it like it's kind of a shame the thing that prevents it from maybe um achieving like a truly great uh documentary story is like they can just scratch the surface of the owner uh, gene mulvihill's like pure insanity because like they have little bits and pieces of like one of his partners who continually finds him like funding or whatever ultimately ends up going to jail for fraud. There's like ties to like Ronald Reagan where he's getting his park licenses from. And then there's also like there's like some certain people believe he's connected to the mob or whatever. But like they never get, I guess, the like the bomb on like the how. Yeah. yeah, they they don't manage. They, they can just get these like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like allegations yeah they have these anecdotes and allegations that they can bring against gene mulvihill and absolutely he ran an unsafe like park where people died and everybody got hurt and it was complete insanity and like he did that on purpose like he and he also like people talk about that too it's like he firmly believed in like what he was doing like not not that like it was (laughs) not that he did not think he was running a safe park but he thought that people like could look at this make the assessment and judge themselves and they were like even the employees are like there were warning signs everywhere like everything said you can get hurt this can get hurt at the top of alpine slide or whatever they had photos of people's faces bleeding from people who were like got scraped and stuff they like put it up there before you went down like they were like nobody was who was there at least sounds super american exactly that's that's it like Like the, the presentation was yes we're incredibly dangerous but it's also fun and he like apparently Gene Mulvihill like believed in that. Like he was like, man, there was nobody like babysitting me when I put like a tire swing and like swung into a swamp or whatever when I was a kid. Why should I babysit children? Like, I'm yeah, I'm going to make a big rope and let you swim, swing into a lake or whatever from like 30 feet up. That was a thing in the park. <laughs> and that's a thing in the park. Huh. <laughs> you know, like that. So that part was interesting and like i said those allegations and those anecdotes like the real story of the people that like helped him do this and like how he got it done they never quite like crack the case on it and that i think would have like kicked it into like next tier docu documentary levels if you were like and this is how crazy the like the background story was right right but yeah still worth watching like absolutely worth watching um not worth watching or maybe not worth watching is uh, I watched the inspired by Action Park Johnny Knoxville film Action Point. <laughs> okay, didn't he so, get nearly killed uh, as part of making that movie? The worst part about it is how he nearly died became so much funnier and scarier and worse because he died on their version of the Alpine, or he got very badly hurt by flipping over on their version of the Alpine slide and like smacking his head into whatever, which is exactly the way a 19 year old kid died at the park. So he very nearly died recreating a stunt that actually killed a kid, which is real messed up. I mean, Johnny Knoxville par for the course, mind you, but, uh, but yeah, no, the movie's all right. It just, it, and like all, a lot of the, the jackass style stunts are, are pretty great. Like there's, 
there's one part where he's standing on the top of a water slide and they blast him with a water hose and it kind of hits him in the like hip and thigh so it just like knocks his legs out backwards from him and he just smashes his head down and then goes down a water slide <laughs> with, and everybody's laughing and he's even he's like just like in pain bleeding from his face cracking up that he was like please tell me you got that and like it looks great <laughs> you know like like, like that's it's it's a weird thing watching that happen because you're like absolutely i just saw him get badly hurt but that was the plan <laughs> you know like although there is one thing that even by it's so weird because they frame it in a film you don't get the like multiple replays and the enjoyment of the screw up like there's a thing where they they put him in a catapult and they shoot him through like a like loosely flimsy like barn thing and you can see in the shot that's used in the film and obviously like the next cut is him like in a bale of hay being like we need to tweak it but like you see that like his legs hit the beam like he doesn't just like hit the the wide open wood to just like smash through the breakaway wood his like legs hit the beam and he like clips downwards and it looks like really janky and painful and in the post credit scenes you can see that yeah it was absolutely a screw up that really hurt him but I'm like, but without having the like the jackass framing around it, you don't get the multiple replays. And then also the like immediate like, you know, this really hurt him. It was like, no, because for purposes of the story, the guy was fine. Right. You know, so it was like, it's a weird thing to have real jack, like to have actual jackass style stunts, but like framed into an actual movie that we're supposed to like be like, it's a, it's, it's like, what's the point of those weird stunts if they're just used to like further the story? You could have done an actual safe stunt and just moved on with the story that way. But instead you did a jackass style half-ass stunt badly hurt yourself in the premise of like filming a fictional movie. It's like a weird mesh. <laughs> it doesn't make a ton sure. of sense. Sure. Like it would have been better if they just did like jackass goes to action park or whatever. Like I would have like been down for that more than them trying to like frame it with a narrative. Mm-hmm. Aren't they in the process of filming jackass for the, um, I mean, I guess I know the yeah, band. Aren't they? They band, band off got and fired. On it's and, like the big drama. Emma. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff with the band thing. Was so, that like he hated everybody, and then he got into a fight, and then he was also on like I don't even know how that necessarily because he back he backed him back down from his own ledge at one point where he was like, yeah, people were just trying to help me, but uh, the studio made me be on meds, and the meds were making me suicidal. And I was like, oh, no. But I then he like, buy that story. Well, but his his more and exactly who knows. I yeah, if, I mean, at the same time, too, I'm like. What I would guess about a Hollywood studio is they're just going to give the I mean, I don't know how evil are Hollywood studios like how evil is gonna, there? Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. If you're telling me that, oh, they're just going to pump them full of whatever's going to get them on set and do the mm-hmm. thing and make themselves look good. Are they really going to be like making sure he gets the help he needs or is it just enough to say that we gave him the help he needs for filming? You know, like. I feel that like messing around with super potent, like super potent antidepressants and whatever else like that, it's pretty easy to mess up the dose and swing the other way. Like, I don't know. It sounds like you're trying to defend the studio. Whatever. The, I, um, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I know studios are probably evil and self-serving and bam, we know is at least greedy and self-serving. So who knows what the hell the real story is? You know what I mean? Like I'm like, right. Both of also, them are only serving their own interest. Can you imagine Bam getting on set on a bunch of highly volatile prescriptions and being told, don't mix this with anything on the set yeah. of Jackass 4. 
follow these directions exactly on the set of Jackass 4 and being able to last more than a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, sure. A couple of beers, a shot of whiskey. Uh, well, and that was the whole thing too, right? Whereas the, like, he picked a fight at a bar or whatever the heck it was. And then that was what like broke his probation that he had dealt with with the studio. And then he had like the kind, kind of, kind of succinct point of he was like wait you fired me from filming jackass for being a jackass he's like i don't know how much shit changed but if we get like if we get drunk and get into a fight at a bar that that sells newspapers or whatever like that's literally what our brand is and i was like he's not entirely wrong (laughs) like when when you were so much of a jackass that johnny knoxville can't stand to work with you anymore then you've gone too far Mm mm-hmm like that's Oh it. yeah, but I'm just saying but also but what is Johnny Knoxville's tolerance for BAM now that they're like in their forties? Way you lower. Know? <laughs> you know? Of course. Like and, and what was it before when he didn't have the hysterical calming influence of done there as part of the can't kill yourself people? Yeah, exactly. Imagine going to a party being like, Hey, who's gonna be there? Everyone from CKY except for Dunn. Yeah, I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> exactly. Right? No one like, could talk to him. It's Pam and DiCamillo and Rake Yawn and just that sounds horrible. It's Is Dunn gonna time. be there? No. Fuck it. Like Yeah. Also true. Also I'm sure like if there if if there are genuine mental concerns, I'm pretty sure that going back to the like environment where you did a ton of drug abuse and your friend died you know, yeah. like is also probably not great for your mental health state either. So I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea what the actual story is when you consider that the two sources of truth are like Paramount Pictures and Bam Margera. <laughs> like I doubt you will get anything. I also I don't understand how they're possibly doing a Jackass Four. They're all so old. Right, it's gonna be so cringy. Well, maybe there's maybe there's like you know some experience with doing these that they're gonna be into doing really clever ones. You know, we're going to get like a like a higher higher brow of jackassery. On December 15th of 2020, Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O were both hospitalized due to onset injuries. Nice. What happened? Principal, it doesn't say, but principal photography started on December 14th. They were hospitalized on December 15th. <laughs> I mean, that also might be uh, a work right there. Just getting people cool. talking about it. Like they're already hurting themselves, you know. For sure. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, also, what the heck? Uh, da, 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 I'm just reading the 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 notes. Yep. So, yep. Tremaine and Jones are also in in place. So, I think the only one bounced is is Bam. Mhm. Yep. So. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this month, but it was uh, delayed till the summer, I think, because of post-production and stuff. I'm curious if there's any of the other, um, of Bam's crew that are going to pop around. Ooh, well, it doesn't look like it. It's Knoxville, Steve-O, Weeman, Preston, Pontius, Aaron, and Dave. I wonder if so. Preston's lost any weight. Hmm. I don't know. The picture last the most recent picture of him is from 2010 that I can see. <laughs> he uh they did an interview with the crew. Uh Chris Rabb did an interview with the crew in July 2019, so he might like pop up. It's also I can't 
it's weird if they're if they have bam footage would they use it you know they probably won't be allowed or like you know he's he'd probably have to sign off on anything uh unless no already looking at you ray fisher ray fisher is that right what's what's the story uh cyborg right he was like he was the one who spoke out against joss whedon and was like it was hell and like he's still in the joss whedon cut even though he was like speaking out as it was coming out was it ray fisher? he's barely in it though wasn't he uh, cut? Well, 90% I mean, he's the be- right because of his agreement with Joss Whedon. And then when we watched the Snyder cut, he's like it, probably the star of the film. Is he good? But, yeah, he's fine in the yeah. Snyder cut. He's he's I mean, it's he's a mopey, weird emo. Like you're not robot man. Dad, you turned me into a monster. I'm a robot. But like he's a he. The, I mean, the problem with the Snyder cut is mostly not, not the talent on the screen. It's that right. they're being forced to say Zack Snyder's teenage fantasy dialogue like, mm. uh, but yeah he's well, he's all the actors Zack Snyder fine. doesn't know how to make a villain for the life of him uh, yeah, there's, he, hasn't, so, he hasn't made one yet you could argue that yeah I'm like yeah the Steppenwolf is terrible and Darkseid is terrible and was were they because like, he, he wasn't he built him up well they they built him up all fine and good but we, oh yeah, you missed last week. I was like, we missed you miss we missed all the Spider Snyder Cut talk. We talked about this. No, a lot. no, no. I was there for some of it. I'm I'm sure we talked about the Snyder Cut. Maybe the the, the time before that we did. Maybe I don't know if we watched. Anyway, so I I'd watched the whole entire thing. But yeah, just the the to to wrap on the thing where it's like yeah. dark like it's just like all of their plans just come unraveled if you think about them for like five seconds. Like Dark Side was on Earth and got pushed away, and then they lost the mother boxes and. The anti-life formula was on Earth, and Darkseid just forgot about the planet, mm-hmm. even though he was there. Like that's like one of the core conceits, is like Steppenwolf is like, I found the mother boxes. They're at that place where you got your ass kicked when the last time you saw the mother boxes, and you're like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I, you're like, so he just didn't get them for the last couple thousand years, and he's like supposed to be this god tier immortal thing and you're like and by the way also we found the anti-life equation you'll never guess where it is that one planet where you got your ass kicked in all of your conquests it's that planet and dark side's like okay well i guess maybe you try to beat them i won't bother coming back for this do it steppenwolf it's like it's you're like what is this bad guy team thinking (laughs) like it's very the problem with the guy, the the villain in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, where you're like, I'm a bad guy, so I want to do bad things. And then if you think about it, you're like, that's dumb. I mean, ultimately, that's also how dumb Thanos is. But yeah, yeah. the big like God tier super villains who have no other motivation to be bad other than being bad. I mean, even Thanos has more of a motivation. He is trying to save the universe. Why? Yeah, like Dark Dark Side is even in even in at the best of times, still just trying to just end all life because, like Whatever. in the comments, right? That that's his whole deal. Yeah, because if life is God, then ending life makes you bigger than God. It's dumb. It's I a dig. dumb motivation. <laughs> but it's not even voiced that simply to the audience. It's just herp a derp. I bad. Good. Yeah, in the Snyder cut with like with the four hours that they have, 
they do a lot of a lot more character development with the Justice League. I'll give you that. They do not do much more character development with Steppenwolf or Dark. Like they introduce Darkseid and don't really develop it. They're still just like they're bad guys that want to kill everything. The end. Someone did a two-hour like dissection of it, so nearly half of the length of the film, and was like, "Yeah, there's 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 problems." I I mean I think I've said it once. I'll say it again. Somewhere in between the Whedon cut and the Snyder cut, there's about a two and a half hour movie that's probably not bad. Mm. The Snyder cut ends up being way too long, and the Whedon cut's pretty much drivel. I I I hope for the DC EU that. They just keep remaking the same movie with different directors. That's <laughs> all I want. Next year, I want Kevin Smith's Justice League. The year after that, <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan Justice League. Like they just gotta keep get giving the light. Make that happen. Yeah. Demand, demand the Nolan cut. <laughs> just, <laughs> like what? just give it to freaking uh, Lynch, David Lynch, Justice League. Guy. <laughs> you know, cut. Wes Craven presents the Justice League. I just over and Wes over. Wes Craven's again, dead. Doing it even better. No, no, no. It's Wes Craven. It's Wes Craven presents. It's the studio that is named after him. We just gave it to them. Sure. <laughs> John Carpenter. John Carpenter's Justice League. I want to see that more. And they always and they keep else. giving people like twenty or thirty million dollars for reshoots. So there's always yeah. like a little bit of something new in there. Just yep. remember, twenty or thirty million is way cheaper than making a whole new movie. But you right. Can. This, oh, oh my god, this is actually a good idea. <laughs> Can we get $20 million to redo the Justice League? At least oh a 9 to 5 cut. Exactly. I'll do it for $5 million. <laughs> Give me the raw footage. I'll do it. You, you heard it here first. So who has to be the, our replacement villain? I guess it's Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> We're like Ronan the, from Marvel. But it's just Ronin. It's, it's awesome <laughs> it's like, what is it, Ronin the Inquisitor or whatever the hell it is? The, the Guardian Star guy? Ronin the Accuser, but it's just Ronin. Uh... Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 9to5.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.